Oh, what the fuck was that? That was, oh, Alistair. was Alistair. That's not my boy. He's uh, he's the Patreon exclusive boy. This is not my beautiful house. This is <laughs> not my beautiful crank. <laughs> that, that fucked me up, actually. <laughs> It was like a jump scare. Imagine if like your partner spoke with a different voice. I was so <laughs> What the fuck was that? tuning into Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe. I am your host, Brian. You can find me on Twitter at RoomwarePod, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at GaySpacePod. And with me, as always, is my partially vaccinated co-host, August. Hello. Uh, I am August. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on Twitter at Harpydora. And not only am I partially vaccinated, I have my appointment to become fully vaccinated next month. Hell yes. And you just heard them, our guest this week from If Not Us, Then Who, Champs in the Making, uh, (laughs) The Podcast Minds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what else mm-hmm. am I? What am I? Can you get all of them? Cape Lorelei. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Never believe it. Never believe yes, it. Yeah, it there's is. never believe it. Yeah, uh, occasional posts on uh, uh, occasional video posts on Twitter about baseball specifically uh, fr- <laughs> yeah. from Chicago. Um, we're we're this is a hellmouth's house, but it's okay. Uh, That's shaking my damn head, but I will appreciate it. The the worst part about like what about being a Chicago firefighters fan is I moved to the suburbs recently, and so like I'm no longer actually from Chicago, but I do have a dishwasher now. So who's really to say? Yeah, who's who's really the loser here? It's uh-huh. Riley Hopkins. Hello, what's good? My name is Charlie Hopkins. My pronouns are he and they. And I, I is that what I've been doing to people on Champs with a big yell? I was so shy. I was like, what is happening? Is this what I've been doing to people? You can see big. I've tried to explain this to a bunch of people. The big yell, it sets the energy bar for the podcast very oh, high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so everyone else has to try and get there. My, my it, it instantly spikes. I've listened to a champs that I haven't been a host on, or like mm-hmm. Jay or Andrew haven't been on, and it has been like there's been no big yell, and I'm just like, no, the energy's off because yep. it spikes. You are like in the at, you are in attack mode. <laughs> Fight or flight is ringing in your play, right? <laughs> Got to get that adrenaline pumping. Um, Riley, have you watched yes. any cartoons this week? Um, my wife is watching a lot of Mob Psycho 100. I've heard a really- lot about good things about Mob Psycho 100, but I'm an old man and don't know what anime is anymore. She oh, she dude. she says it's very very good and I I I support her and I just haven't got a chance to watch it at it's, the same time. 
it's very fun. If you get the chance to watch it, I recommend it. Uh, I, I binged it in the course of one day uh, it, before there was a season two. Is it a, a show a thirteen-year-old can watch? Uh, I mean, it's uh. just shown. It's typical shonen manga. Like okay. it depends on. I mean, there's not really any blood or gore. It's typical shonen manga. There's not even really fan service. Yeah, I think Daniel could probably watch it. If, okay. a, if a kid would watch uh, like Dragon Ball Z and be chill, it seems like it's tamer than that. It's less problematic oh, okay, okay. than Dragon Ball Z. Okay, cool. Well, but yeah, it's, but like, is animated a lot cooler. It is very pretty to look at. It is gorgeous. It is. But uh, oh. other, other than watching my wife watch that, it's Haikyuu, because I love volleyball, and I love volleyball now, and then the live-action cartoon Superman and Lois. <laughs> <laughs> so I have... Uh, I have heard a lot about Superman Lois. I particularly like that Superman, but mm-hmm. it, it's not. So it's not the same Superman as the one from Supergirl, or is it? It's if it is, it's far future or like decent future. Because let me let me give you the pitch that I didn't know going in, mm-hmm. but I was so surprised by because they introduced it in like the first five minutes. Uh, Superman and Lois have two kids. Okay. Yes. Um, it is a show about Superman being a parent and balancing okay. that with two teenagers, and it's incredible. Uh, his son, like uh, Super Superman and Lois's kids, are named Jordan and Jonathan. You know, Jonathan Kent and Jor El. Um, yeah. And Jordan looks like I did in high school, and it, the relationship that these two twin brothers have is like the sweetest thing in the world, and is like written very well as far as like two like diametrically one goth one jock twins but like (laughs) they are there for each other before anything else and it's really really good i love superman and lois that's what i've heard is that it like really nails some superman vibes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a big dumb boy who wants to do the good thing that's always the best kind of superman Mm. you're dang right have, have y'all been watching cartoons? <laughs> August, what have you been watching cartoon-wise? Oh, boy. Oh, so, oh my God. August has watched something. I have watched That's not crime, weird crime YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I have watched three somethings. Three whole somethings. Three whole somethings. So uh, Anya and I have started Star vs. the Forces of Evil, which I've seen like the first two Ooh. or three seasons of. And so... Um, Amber got a Hulu subscription, so we've been watching stuff on that. Um, I still love this show. I realized one of the reasons I love this show is because it has the real vibes of like, if Adventure Time and Steven Universe had a baby and it were made by Disney, mm-hmm. um, and it's still really good. I'm picking up a lot of stuff that I missed when I watched it the first time around. Um, and just remembering how much I loved all of the characters and the storylines for most of them. So... It's a very, very good show. That show it's rules. so good. I haven't you watched come. the last season, but I've not heard unfortunate things about the last season. Patrick good. Stump is in it, which is always exciting. Oh, what? Never mind. I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fell out boy. God. Um, we finished WandaVision. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. How was it? How was it? 
Okay, so like I'm super disconnected from the MCU. I haven't watched most of the recent movies. And like the main reason I was watching it was because it seemed everybody else was watching it. And it's like, okay, you know, let's watch it as a household. Um, overall, I enjoyed it. I'm still not 100% sold on Wanda and Vision as a relationship, but uh, they did a really good job of selling me on Wanda's grief. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt a little anticlimactic, um, but it's it was enjoyable. I'm hoping that they don't just leave all of these plot threads dangling. I'm very interested in... <laughs> what's going to happen with uh, Monica and uh, the the main thing is just like you could have had an idyllic life anywhere and you chose New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he already, I don't know why Vision bought property in New Jersey. Probably I guess because he was buying it under the government's nose and they'll be like, hmm, I don't think the Avengers are in New Jersey. (laughs) Like, let's look somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Um, and in a similar vein, we watched Falcon and Winter Soldier and like it completely messy and horrible and shitty politics aside, I'm giving this show one more episode to give me what I fucking want. And if it doesn't, I'm out. What is it that you want? <laughs> I want Sam and Bucky with the exact same energy that they had in that car where one of them was uh-huh. kicking the back oh, of the okay. seat. Like, I want that. If you're mm-hmm. not going to give me that, I don't want it. What are we even doing here? Yeah. From what I saw, what I've seen from the trailers and previews, I think we'll get, I, I think we certainly get there. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to yeah. wait. Like, if this series <laughs> is going to be the story about how they came together, I don't fucking want it. I want it to be like a procedural where they're trying to track down some big bad together because they've been thrown together within the first two episodes and about how, like, they try to figure out how to exist with each other when they low key can't stand each other. Like it should be the odd couple. It should, exactly. Just, it should be the first ten minutes of the first episode. We get it. They're together. <laughs> Miami, uh, Miami Vice, but superheroes. You know Again. what? I'd be on board. <laughs> the but best like, superhero stories are like when it is a superhero. When it is like the superheroing is secondary. I find. Yes. Exactly. I. I cannot believe that the villain is going to at least for a little while be fucking flag smasher like <laughs> like such a I dumb superhero i'm like where okay just get baron zemo in here as quickly as you possibly can because at least i know this guy's just going to act circles around everybody else who's not sebastian stan uh <laughs> uh but I, yeah, I love Aaron Zemo. Like, <laughs> I love. I'm glad that we're gonna get his dumb purple sock head in this series. I'm like, yes, please give him the purple sock. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. like, and you've got to completely ignore the politics because the politics are gross garbage. Oh, yeah, but it's fucking, the MCU, yeah. so it, yeah. what do mm-hmm. you expect? Yeah, it's, yep. it's just some garbage military propaganda. It's what is all like. It's it's the MCU. So yeah, exactly. Yep. Waka waka. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's on thin fucking ice. I'll watch <laughs> one more episode and if I don't get it, I'm not I'm out. Oh, to assuage your fears about uh the Wanda stuff carrying forward, Wanda is like a pivotal part of the next Doctor Strange movie. No, we've heard. We've heard. Yeah. What the I, theoretical plan was WandaVision was supposed to like end and then Doctor Strange 2 premiered. 
Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, eh. okay. I don't care about Doctor Strange. Stop trying to make me care about yeah, Doctor right, Strange, Marvel. Right, right, dude. <laughs> I agree so much. I'm just like. Uh, I will get. I want one more Doctor Strange movie just to see if we can get weird. Uh, cause they got a little weird in the first one and they had some great visuals in the first one. I liked mm-hmm. the folding New York. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, and if we can just get weird Dr. Strange shit, I just want, I want Dormammu there. I want Mephisto there. I want him talking to weird magical creatures. Uh, I would love a storyline where Doctor Strange loses his powers and he has to beat up a funky bunch of fucking demons with a power, like a battle axe, like that one. Uh, I can't remember who did that run, but it was a really fun run of Doctor Strange. Now you just want. Now you're making me want like more excited about the new Thor movie with Gore the God Butcher because like it means if it's like. <laughs> Yeah, like, and it's gonna be the future Thor, past Thor. I've been saying for years, do a few, do like, because do you read the Gore the God Butcher books? Yeah, it was fucking great. Yeah. It was a great story. You cast Liam Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, and Anthony Hopkins as the three Thors, and then we call it a <laughs> <Yes>. fucking day. <laughs> it would be the fucking dopest. Uh, just, just all the Hemsworths, and, and the then just, uh, the gang's all here. <laughs> And then just add in all the other dumb, like, add in, like, Korg and fucking mm-hmm. the bug guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Valkyrie. I can't remember the bug's name. Um, Meek? Meek. That's his name. Meek. Yeah. Uh, I have watched the Snyder Cut. Uh, I dedicated four hours of my life to it, uh, partially while I was at work, uh, because I'm a bad employee. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know where the cameras are at work, and I watched at least half of <laughs> the Snyder Cut on my phone at work, which is like a, just an awful way to watch that movie because that movie is in fact very good looking. Um, it's, in places, it huh? Isn't it in four three? It is in four three. I yelled about that for a long time. You get you, you used did to just it. say it was good looking. Yeah, <laughs> so I just wanted to, I just wanted to push against that. It's fair. Listen, I don't understand why it's a 4-3 aspect ratio. Initially, I thought it was because, like, you know, like, IMAX is a squarer format than 16 by 9. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, well, maybe he's just kind of presenting it in the IMAX format. But then I looked at the IMAX format, and it's not fucking 4-3. It's not even close to fucking 4-3. So th- I saw some interview with him, and he's like, yeah, I just wanted to do it that way. It's like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. Um, uh, to have the confidence of a white cis <laughs> filmmaker. Yeah, I know, right? Right, right. Uh, just in the movie is okay. So baseline, fucking light years better than the Joss Whedon Justice League. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Th- though it, that's not like the biggest bar to clear, but like this movie is good, well paced. Uh, doesn't I mean it feels like four hours, but not in a bad way. It feels like the Lord of the Rings movies. You know what I mean? It's long, but yeah. <laughs> you're not doing it any favors, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean it's four, I can't get around the fact that it's four hours long. Uh, but you it, said well paced, and my brain went four hours. And you said <laughs> it's like the Lord of the Rings movie, and then I went well paced. <laughs> like, like, just a big question mark floating over. <laughs> well, the, the thing.
thing I've always disliked about Zack Snyder's movies is that he just doesn't slow down to let the fucking characters talk at any goddamn mm-hmm. point. But apparently, I never went back and watched the uh, extended cut of Batman versus Superman because I didn't like that movie so much. But apparently, mm-hmm. there adds a whole half an hour of content to the first act of the movie, the most incoherent act of that movie. Um, and I'm like, oh... <laughs> that actually might be used after watching this. I'm like, oh, I might go back and watch this now uh, because like the dialogue feels fine. They feel like people. All the characters are handled so much better. Cyborg is great in this movie. If you like Cyborg, this is the fucking Cyborg movie for sure, because um, he's basically the protagonist of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of really weird shit that doesn't make any sense in a very Zack Snyder way. At one point, a whole this is a legitimate scene in the movie. Aquaman is leaving a Norwegian village. He's walking into the ocean. He takes off his sweater and throws it on the ground for some reason. Um, meanwhile, a chorus of Norwegian women are singing a hymn behind him. And then one of them picks, walks up and picks up and like smells the sweater. And this goes on for so long. And you're just like, what is this? This It's beautifully shot, too. It's just like. It's like a, you enter a fugue, like a, the Zack Snyder fugue state, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have one important question. Yes. Did they fix the, fix the CGI on uh, Superman's badly CGI'd the out mustache? They, the didn't mustache. Need, they didn't need to because he didn't use any of that footage. Those were yeah. all reshoots that Joss Whedon did. Okay. <laughs> That's, this yeah. is all gone. The, the, the Zack Snyder did CGI Superman's costume because he wanted the black suit Superman because it's the, you know, the resurrection of Superman. He wanted to go with the comic book thing. But the studio had pushed him to do the you know regular Superman outfit. So he filmed it in the red and bl- like the red and blue Superman outfit. And then while they were doing this, he went back and fucking color corrected the whole Superman outfit in every goddamn frame of the movie to black and silver. <laughs> Huh. I you 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 talked about this being a cyborg movie, and I just mm-hmm. want to say, just while we are while we're out here talking about cyborg, if you want an incredible cyborg story, check out Doom Patrol on HBO Max. Doom Patrol is fucking great. Like somehow DC has the most some of the most recognizable superheroes to have ever been committed to paper. Mm-hmm. Um and just cannot make a good movie with any of them. <laughs> can't do it why do a movie when you can do tv baby yeah exactly make great tv shows like even titans which i think is probably the weakest of them is still fine it's mm-hmm. it's a little it's very edgy in a riverdale sort of way but like once you get over that it's a fine show um they they do get real like the one thing is also I didn't expect it to do is get real fucking into like the like apocalyptic new gods Zach or uh, Jack Kirby fucking shit like hmm. they go on and on about mother boxes the anti life equation is in this motherfucker dark side is seeking the anti life equation it's all the like weird space like Game of Thrones bullshit that happens in those comic books is in this. And they present it very like in that very serious Zack Snyder way. And it mm-hmm. works really well. Um, mm-hmm. Steppenwolf is an interesting character. He's just like, he's not like a very good bad guy. Uh, like in the fact that he's just not good at his job, not a very good bad guy. Uh, he just gets bodied in the last act. 
like just <laughs> fuck they like superman shows up and then beats him up like he's the bully on the fucking playground like <laughs> god it's like if you could redub uh the scene from a christmas story where like Ralphie is getting beat up by the bully over Superman punching Steppenwolf and it would probably fit. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's great though. <laughs> I I am so happy to hear people talking about the Snyder Cut because I will not watch it. That's a baseball game, baby. I'm not watching four hours of something <laughs> where the score ends one zero. No, thank you. <laughs> I am good. <laughs> That's a NASCAR race. I, I know they're going to turn left. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, that wasn't the, that was the cartoon I've watched this week. Um, <laughs> Zack Snyder's justice league. I can't wait to see what the fuck happens with it because it's getting such good press. And also, Mm -hmm. apparently, Warner Brothers didn't want to fucking make this thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And whatever the HBO Max division is, basically threw money at Zack Snyder to make it. (laughs) Fascinating. It's It's, wild. It is is incredibly fascinating to me. And it's just like on the the edge of things I care enough about. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like, this one... This one's for the others. I don't need to take this one. <laughs> That's the part of being having so many friends is you just you ha- I hand you the Snyder cut and you finish the relay race for me. It's true. I'm gonna tri- like I've, I've determined that once we're all together again, I'm just gonna like everybody be like, all right, guys, we're gonna sit down, we're gonna watch this movie, and then Zack Snyder's Justice League pops up on the screen. And I lock all the doors. I'm like, now, now you let's know. <laughs> <laughs> that serial killer talk. <laughs> oh, oh. All right. So I don't think we have any cartoon. Well, we do have some cartoon news. Yeah, we uh, do. Cartoon Network is abandoning cartoons again for the third time, I believe. Uh, they're going back to live. They're doing more. They're going to do live action programming again. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, I, do you remember they did that one show with Andrew W.K.? They did. They did build, yeah. destroy, uh, uh, destroy, build, destroy. Yeah, that was it. Uh, wow. If I remember correctly, that why, show wasn't why? terrible. <laughs> I thought that like they were doing well because like I they have so many good cartoons that people watch. Are they just like, is it a cycle where they like will do a lot of good cartoons and then be like, well, that's enough of that? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I can't. They make their money on merchandising now. I don't understand. Like, they're not really a toy company. Like, because, you know, they used to have to, they canceled so many shows because they weren't moving toys or whatever. That, you know, historically, mm-hmm. that's why they canceled Teen Titans. Um, but I don't think that's true anymore. I don't think that's the model. I think they make more money off of merchandising deals and advertiser money. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, toy sales just aren't what they used to be. But, like, you know, 20-somethings will still buy fucking Adventure Time backpacks at the Hot Topic. And so, like, get that money. Um, I mean, Adventure Time has a crossover in uh, Phoenix, Immortals Phoenix Rising. It has a crossover DLC, which is wild. I don't even know what that game is. I've heard that it's, like... That's a Breath of the Wild clone. Right, and it's, like, Greek or something like that? Like, Greek mythology? Yeah, it's, it's, it is fun enough. It's a game with weird politics, but it's, like, I, I it's a good C+, and I like games that are a C+. Okay, that's fair mm-hmm. enough. Um, so, yeah, that's, 
Cartoon Network. I think that from what I've heard, they canceled. They may have canceled Craig of the Creek. They, no. Yeah. Well, Shut HBO Max up. picked no. it up. Hold so on. the next season of Craig of the Creek is coming out on HBO Max, I think. What the fuck? Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking. Last episode. Okay. Craig of the Creek season four. Craig of the Creek cancellation. It looks like to me, based on this very. Uh, just surface level look it is still alive but okay. if HBO Max just started picking up all the good shows that Cartoon Network cancels like could it start just doing that with like Disney too can I get another season of DuckTales through yeah, no. HBO Max yeah please um, so HBO Max is, they're, they, yeah I remember reading through this and not realizing that was the implication of it so HBO Max has a whole animated slew of stuff coming up so they've got a Gremlins mm-hmm. TV show that's like a gremlins prequel and then they picked up infinity train like they own like infinity Mm -hmm. train is their baby now thank fucking god um Mm -hmm. then it looks like they picked up craig of the creek uh and then also victor and valentino which i guess was a show on there in addition they're also making more ben 10 specials I need to watch Ben 10 at some point. I got to sit down. When I fin- finish Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, I'm going to watch Ben 10. <laughs> That's a sentence. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, very good. <laughs> it, it is it is deeply funny. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, also, they've ordered new series of fucking uh, no more Total Drama Island, which is a show I thought was dead for real. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. I so, love this. Th- thanks, HBO Max. You're a real one. Thank- Thank you. I mean, for real, like as long as Infinity Train keeps pump, like keeps chugging along, I will uh, be happy that to continue to give HBO Max my money. They've got everything I need. They've got they've got the Snyder Cut. They've got Infinity Train. What the fuck else other streaming service do you need? (laughs) They're doing an amazing world of gumball movie. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That'll be fun. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. I can't wait to see what the Amazing World of Gumball crew does with movie money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, speaking of cartoons. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of cartoons, thanks for the transition. Uh, We'll get to our episodes this week. Um, This week we are covering episodes 56 57 and 58 love letters reformed and sworn to the sword first up is love letters it was written by lamar abrams and helen joe uh the official said oh also a thing we do riley is we dunk on the official synopsises of these episodes because they're terrible (laughs) um the official synopsis of of love letters stephen and connie help jamie the mailman with love no That, that was so far off (laughs) uh the episode opens with steven and connie they're taking selfies it's a very adorable um they're trying to take uh, selfies by the ocean when steven notices the mailman it's jamie the mailman the mailman we've never seen before uh steven eagerly runs up and greets him uh he introduces connie uh jamie explains uh that he's been gone he's been in kansas uh trying to become a movie star uh but has returned because he misses being a mailman air quotes uh and then he gives steven a large mailbag because apparently no one knows where steven's house is but jamie i don't know how jamie found it then but whatever 
Um, as Steven is signing for his packages, Garnet emerges from the ocean. Uh, Jamie instantly falls in love. Uh, the camera frames Garnet as, like, the single most desirable object in the universe. <laughs> Um, she says that she's been on the bottom of the ocean looking for Lapis and Jasper. Uh, Jamie is just, like, dumbfounded by Garnet's sheer existence. Uh, the next day, uh, or a little bit later, sorry, not the next day. For some reason, I thought it was the next day. So Connie and Steven are going through what was delivered. It's just box upon box of sea pals, which I guess are sea monkeys. Um, Steven explains that when he ordered the first one, it didn't come. So he just ordered more. Uh, so they never came because no one was (laughs) delivering his mail. Uh, he plans to set them free when Jamie, uh, arrives with like a pink letter. Uh, he's hesitant to say what it's about, but he hands the letter over to the kids and starts running away and giggling. Um, and it's a obvious love letter addressed to Garnet. Uh, they take the, uh, the love letter up to Garnet, uh, read it to her. Uh, it's in just very flowery language, but basically it's Jamie's like, Garnet, you're real pretty. Will you go to, uh, to lunch and or dinner with me at the Crab Shack? Uh, and Garnet, and and Connie's like, oh my God, Garnet, Jamie's asking you out on the date. And both Steven and Garnet are like, oh fuck, that's not happening. (laughs) Shit. Um... (laughs) So to let Jamie down, they write a letter back to him. Garnet basically puts no in big letters on the page. Uh, never going to happen forever and ever. The end. Uh, it's a little harsh, but they decide to take it to Jamie. Uh, the kids meet up with Jamie. He's sitting on uh, a log, just gazing out over the ocean, reminiscing. He talks about his time in Kansas where he showed up in Kansas and safer just like a fuck ton of rejection because that's what happens in Kansas. Um... <laughs> when you're becoming an actor uh and he's like i just really can't i kind of came back to beach city because i really just can't stand any more rejection um and then the kids are like "Ooh, don't know about this letter so they head back to the house uh they end up rewriting the letter in much more flowery language though trying to get the same point across but in a less direct sort of way um they hand the letter over to jamie uh and later while steven's playing video games jamie arrives at the house uh pulling a Romeo. Uh, he's got his fucking boom box out in the rain being like, Garnet, uh, I got your letter, my love. Let's go to the crab shack or whatever. Uh, and Steven's trying to talk to Jamie when Garnet shows up and Garnet's like, what are you ta- on about? And he's like, I got your letter. She's like, I didn't write no fucking letter. And Steven finally admits that it was he who wrote the letter. Uh, and Garnet's like, listen, I'm not into you. Go away, uh, forever. And Jamie's, upset about this and he runs off um the next day the mailman arrives uh but it's not jamie it's barbara or barb uh why do they put barbara here in this synopsis <laughs> no one calls her barbara it's barb um full names only uh barb uh basically explains that uh jamie's not doing the route because he's he you know he's heartbroken or what have you and the kids finally go to hunt uh the kids feel really bad about it when Garnet shows up and is like, hey, why are you all sad? And they're like, we've basically destroyed Jamie's life. And she's like, well, I'll go talk to him. They're like, oh, my God, you'll fucking destroy him emotionally. Um, so Garnet shows up and she's like, hey, listen, love at sight, first sight doesn't fucking happen. Like, love takes work. I'm not into you. Get over it. Get on with your fucking life. And um, Jamie takes this surprisingly well. Um 
And while he was opining about his his his, his broken heart, he he threw a bunch of letters into the ocean. Uh, the kids kind of confront him. They're like, "Are you okay, Jamie?" And he's like, "Yeah, uh, that was actually really good advice. I'm I'm feeling better about this." And they're like, "Oh, were those all the letters that you wrote to Garnet?" And he's like, "No, that's my that's that was the rest of the letters I had to deliver for my route." And they're like, "Well, we'll help you pick it up. Star wipe at the end." <laughs> uh this is a nice show. It's a good show. <laughs> um, Connie and Steven are very cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love their little, like, just vibing together. Yep. It's so adorable. It is. It continues to never, it, it never stops being adorable, and it's great. Um, I, the idea of turning kansas into the hollywood equivalent in your universe is just the weirdest shit (laughs) well do we do we know that it's that it's uh the hollywood equivalent yeah or is this just some wild hair that he got like do we is it referenced later i don't i don't remember (laughs) um but Connie seems to immediately associate Jamie going to Kansas with him wanting to be an actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is not what I, I would think about Kansas at all. <laughs> ha- have have we ever seen a map of the United States? We see a do map. No. Yeah, we do see later in the series. Actually, I think later in this season, we see a map of the world. Um, and I know there's a giant hole in Russia but I can't remember if the West Coast still exists in America. I'm I'm trying to pull it up right now because that's what I want to know. I want to know if like if Hollywood got eaten, and then they were like, <laughs> you know what? Let's go Kansas. Let's, that's let's, the let's go to Kansas. Um, the West Coast seem seems like it might be missing something. We're also missing Florida. So. Oh no. <laughs> uh. Or Florida might be an island now. It's rough, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I like how subtly they're like, yeah, the gym war basically altered all of the fucking geography of the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is not Earth. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think Kansas is supposed to be the the Hollywood equivalent. Um, uh, I love I love I love that. Because also, is that like a reverse? What'd you say? It makes sense. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Continue. (laughs) Okay. So one of the reasons why California ended up becoming the movie, like the movie capital of the United States is because Mm -hmm. it has a very large variety of different looking biomes all within relatively easy driving distance of each other. Um, so you could have film a wide variety of, of things without having to go too far afield. And that's what made it so appealing. In, and so you get, yeah. Oh, go on. Sorry. You get Kansas and it's just fucking flat. Well, in, in Steven universe, Kansas's defense, we don't know what it looks like. Okay. That's true. That's true. Um, Fair. because none of the city, none of the cities line up properly. So like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it could have this like Can- they, yeah. Kansas could be on the entire West Coast. 
<laughs> yeah, Kansas could be the Jesus. West Coast now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Actually, we don't even know where this Kansas is. We're just assuming it's in where normal Kansas is. Because we're in currently mm-hmm. in the state of Del Marva. <laughs> so they just named oh. California Kansas. <laughs> it's exactly Jesus the Christ. same it's the state of Kansas. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, I wish 13-year-olds thought I was as cool as uh, these 13-year-olds think Jamie is. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's just because, like, it's an older kid, an older person. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, Jamie's, like, 21-something, like, went out, came back, and, and he's just like, I'm the mailman. So it's, like, the cool old kid you see every day. I guess I've, I've moved into old man territory. That's why all the kids think, <laughs> I'm, think I'm too old yep. now. You roll up and all the kids are like, who the hell is Grandpa Go Home? How many times do we have to teach you this lesson? <laughs> did I? I've told the story about like Shannon's kid just nuking me from orbit about my music, right? Yes. Please. Okay, yeah. I, I I would like to hear. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we were in in the car. He's learning guitar. And I'm like, oh, you know, Shannon's like, oh, you know, Brian used to be in a band. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, here. And I pulled up like a YouTube video of it. And it's like eight years old because I haven't been in a band for fucking mm-hmm. ever. Um, and he like watched. He's like, "Oh, that's okay, I guess." <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "Good, fucking, gonna sink back You're into ancient. my hole, please. Thank you." God damn, you've been roasted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when Gar- Garnet appears, the only note I have is "Same Jamie." <laughs> I have mood, Jamie. <laughs> like I can't blame him. <laughs> uh. Like, I mean, I love I love that they just go for it just with all the visuals. They're just like, yes, like uh, Garnet is the hot one. We all know it. Right. OK, we all agree. It's Garnet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all on the same page. <laughs> they might as well have gotten a very cheap, careless whisper and just played it in the background. <laughs> oh, that would have been fucking great. Just like legally distinct, careless whisper. I, oh, I guess I also wrote the Steven Universe staff needs to go to horny jail with this montage. <laughs> Bonk. Uh, and then we have uh, really? we have Comrade Steven setting all the sea monkeys free. Yes. <laughs> Steven, you, Mr. Mr. Universe does not believe in prisons. <laughs> Did you know? Uh, hey, please, please yeah. ignore all the bubble gems. <laughs> yeah. Shh, shh, shh. Um. <laughs> The I can't buy sea monkeys in Tennessee. You're not allowed to buy sea monkeys in Tennessee. What the fuck even sea monkey? They're brine shrimp. They are a thing that they're tiny shrimp. Huh. Mm -hmm. And I can just can you eat them? I I mean I don't think you can't eat them. So I don't know if you get anything from like it's like eating krill as a human. It's like. You can, but I don't know if you get anything from it. You get their power. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you will gain a carapace. <laughs> I would fucking love a carapace. Thank you. I walk into so much stuff all the time. They're just sea bugs. They're just water bugs. <laughs> um, That's all. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah, I think there's some kind of brine shrimp or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, Though I guess they don't require salt water. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so actually, Stephen might be murdering them all by putting them in the ocean. I think they're anyways. You know, uh, 
He he'll make know. it. He's trying he'll make real it. hard. Yeah. He's doing his best. Yeah. Um, I I do like the scene of Jamie handing off the letter because it's got that exact vibe of trying to text your crush. <laughs> Deliver it and get the fuck like, out of You're there. right, just screaming on your way, ra- way out. <laughs> I did the best I could. Bye. See ya. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 dig, I dig the, like, the moral and the energy with this, uh, this episode. Like, I don't know, like, Steven Universe is a show that has really good morals in it, and I, I like to remember that, of like, ah, yes, like, it is okay to be... <laughs> shot down sometimes you just gotta fucking live with it yeah it does have some kind of like especially this week it has some bad vibes that it has to run up again we've yeah. run into some bad vibes steven universe has run up against now that the real world is a healthscape uh <laughs> especially yeah. this week with all the shit that went down in atlanta um yeah 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 but yes. i think by the end of like yeah the the end lesson mm-hmm. is really good and like if more people took the end lesson to heart, then perhaps there would be less reason to find Jamie to be kind of gross these days. But like just the, the, the middle half of the story, especially Jamie just being out there and being like, Oh, I can't take another rejection. I'll just lose it. If I take another rejection, like it's just, Well, I think, I, I, but yeah. the, the, th- the thing that the thing that makes it that section less painful for me, the, the like, I can't take rejection at all is like he is directly not referencing like the relationship thing. He's like, oh, just like in like my dreams and shit. And Stephen and Connie children read that as like, oh, he means his love life when really he means like acting and yeah. like shooting for that shit because i feel like, like which is what makes yeah, it i feel like if it had for me there, there doesn't seem to be an indication because like i mean i guess we don't know how he would have taken the initial rejection like he probably would have been flamboyant about it but that seems to be positive or negative that just kind of seems to be how he reacts to everything spoiler alert <laughs> we'll see more of jamie and that's just how he reacts to everything hmm. um and I mean, given it's because they're one like, you know, Steven Universe starts you off as a one note character and then you're going to get some depth. Uh, mm-hmm. But. Uh, but I definitely like. If I think this is what was we had, this is not like I like this better than the last problematic episode that we had because of the future. Uh, <laughs> which yeah, was it's... was Aranon. I like the resolution of this better because Jamie realizes yes. he was in the wrong, takes the advice, is going to move forward in a positive way. Yeah, it's just the the middle part is deeply uncomfortable. The part with him standing in the rain is deeply uncomfortable just because it's like, this is the kind of shit that in real life precedes women getting shot. Yeah, like, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And and like Brian said, especially with, you know, the the racially and uh, sexually motivated murders in Atlanta this week, it's just like, mm, mm, this doesn't feel too good right now. Stephen, you first written before fair. the written before the world, like before we descended into the like the fucking cyberpunk hellscape. Yeah. Before we completed our descent, we were we were on our way down we there, but we we just we had we hadn't gotten here yet. yet. 
well on the path. Yeah. We just stopped out, stepped off the cliff and we didn't quite realize how far the fall was going to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, but, I mean, oh, they on, definitely do pull it back. Yeah. Like they, the, the ending is good. The ending moral is good. And the way it's, pre- it's presented is very kind. So it's, again, it's not like the Aranon episode. Yeah. We, um, we call Ronaldo Aranon, by the way. <laughs> God. God. <laughs> I, I realized that we needed to explain that to Riley because we just we were so casual there. that our like August and I just referred to him now as that period. <laughs> so. I was so confused. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense once we explain it though. <laughs> um Yeah, no, I get it. I'm not gonna question it. <laughs> uh I like there's a little scene where like when Connie is rewriting the letter and she's like, I watched a torrid soap opera one time. It's like fucking oh, the God. cutest shit in the world. It's so cute. It's so <laughs> cute. Um, Just because like she's got this like I did a I did bad kid things. <laughs> uh, I'm a rough and tumble youth who can do anything I want. <laughs> I break the rules. I'm hardcore. Uh, I also see, uh, I, I like that we get to see Barb. Uh, that's, uh, it's, it's Sadie's mom. Oh, I thought she looked familiar. Yeah, she's Sadie's mom. We'll see more of Barb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Barb is pretty cool. Um, also when Steven asks Garnet if she can just zap his brain, can she? <laughs> Maybe she can. <laughs> I think she could punch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's got those lightning powers. How much zap do you need, right? Like, yeah, it's just we're we're gonna play out Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind <laughs> in Steven Universe format. Yeah, he'll be fine, probably. When you say it like that, that doesn't sound out of place for a Steven Universe episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's just like, ah, oh, this is cute, and then just like some horror, like some fucking horrific landscape by the end of the episode. Uh, that's usually the trajectory of most episodes. Yeah. It can't be fine. more ho- horrifying than, like, Steven and the Stevens, so. Whew. Or cat fingers. Mm. I don't know. I The more I think about it, the more I think Steven and the Stevens is, like, more existentially terrifying. <laughs> Do we know if Steven Prime made it out of that episode? We don't, no. <laughs> We don't know which Steven we have. Yeah. Um, also, the lesson that Garnet gives to Jamie is very, is very good. Very good. Especially for like the target audience of kids. Like it's a good, well-spoken lesson that isn't talking down to kids, but explains it in pretty straightforward and simple terms uh, when it comes to like dealing with relationships. Though coming from the combination of Ruby and Sapphire, it seems a little bit hypocritical. <laughs> yeah, I did have a note about Garnet not leaving room for polyamory Jesus. I think it's just I think she's not leaving room for polyamory Jamie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had the conversation. It was just off screen. Yeah, yeah, j- yeah. J- Garnet will hit on will hit on other gems in the future. Uh, but Jamie's not going to be the one. <laughs> 
it ain't Jamie's time. <laughs> Garnet Garnet's not an alien fucker like Rose was. It's true. Uh, we also do get to see at some point like a, a like a uh, polyamorous fusion. So that will be fun. I can't remember their name. Um, but also we're going to find out like how Ruby and Sapphire met. And it's just like, oh, come on. guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Love at first sight doesn't exist, but sometimes you get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do love the male joke at the end. <laughs> Are those <laughs> letters you wrote to Garnet? No, that's just the mail I have for this round. <laughs> uh, you ever catch yourself working too hard for minimum wage? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I don't know. He works for the post, the postal system, so he's probably making pretty okay money. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Um, and this was before the po- postal system was completely gutted, too. Uh also, I, I just assume the Steven Universe world is, like, not a, a horrific place like ours. Uh, Greg can live in his van with his, his undocumented child, so he seems to, seems to be a much better world than ours. <laughs> it's horrific in its own unique way. Yeah, exactly. In a much different <laughs> sort of way. In a way that gives Kansas any sort of importance in my life. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> like all of my movies have to come from some from from some version of Kansas. Uh, let's see. Do we have uh do we have any other uh topics of discussion when it comes to uh love letters? It's a pretty open and shut case for me. <laughs> <laughs> this one has much less meat on the bones than the other ones. Uh, I would I, yeah. I would say that I like the like I like that for whatever reason this week we get one gym spotlight episode every like it's a gym spotlight episode each episode. Like this one's yeah. like Garnet and then the next one's Amethyst and then Pearl. So that's pretty fun. I also we get a lot of Connie this week, which is also a plus. God bless Connie. It's true. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to episode 57 reformed if it'll pull up there we go uh this one was written by raven mollacy and paul velico the official synopsis stephen amethyst and garnet chase a monster that's been loose in the temple yeah Yeah. technically (laughs) yeah see that's the thing with the synopsis is you're like yeah but like you could, they could put a little bit more in there and still be fine when it comes to like the TV preview. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it's like it's, a. It's not flat out wrong, at least. Yeah. Sometimes they're flat out <laughs> it, wrong. It's, this is 11 minutes an episode. If you give too much of me, you have one sentence that's already pushing it. <laughs> the episode begins with Steven taking a crying breakfast friend's personality quiz on whatever the Steven Universe equivalent of BuzzFeed is. He is, uh, he is apparently sniffling croissant. Um, he tries to get Pearl and Greg to get on in on this, kind of talking about the crying breakfast friend's show. Um, it's a, it's a very thinly veiled equivalency to Steven Universe. Sorry, um, we got a quick pause because mm-hmm. I need to know what crying breakfast friend do you char. Uh, I didn't take. I was going to look up to see if there's a quiz. <laughs> oh, I was just yeah. gonna say, just g- give me a, give me a, give me a grief word and a breakfast food. 
<laughs> just combine and create create your own crying breakfast friend. I mean, I don't have to because I'm definitely the I, I definitely feel like I'm the the older, wiser one, so I'm whatever grapefruit that Greg was. <laughs> Pining grapefruit. Yes. Oh God, pining grapefruit. Jesus Christ. That was like the entire courtship of me and Anya, huh? <laughs> I I'm gonna, I'm, I'm self isolating biscuit. I was gonna say sleep deprived biscuit, so now I gotta pick a different breakfast food. Damn I'm from you. the south, I'm taking the biscuits. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> that I, I am a <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm I'm sleep deprived dippy egg. <laughs> <laughs> um Greg and Pearl don't want to take the quiz, basically. So Steven runs uh inside to see uh if he could maybe talk someone else into it. Inside he discovers Amethyst putting together some kind of horrific sandwich. Maybe? Just a lot of shit, frankly, and then she covers it in mustard. Um Steven talks her into beginning to take the quiz. Uh at first Amethyst is not uh, taking it very seriously, uh, though uh, he, when asked a question about her relationship with others, she becomes kind of insecure and self-conscious and decides to head in to the temple. Uh, Stephen chases her, but as Amethyst's door opens, we find Garnet. Uh, Amethyst questions her why 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 Garnet is in her room, uh, and Garnet replies that she's chasing a corrupted gem that they saw running around that Pearl had saw slinking around the temple. Uh, Stephen dubs it the Slinker, and Amethyst is like, "I thought we a it wasn't real, and b that we weren't calling it the Slinker." And Garnet's like, "Listen, it's real, and also Stephen's name stuck. We're we're moving forward." Um, <laughs> As they are trying to or trying to hunt down the slinker in Amethyst's like fucking shit wrecked room, uh, Stephen is still trying to like needle Amethyst about the quiz, and she's trying to avoid it. Um, uh, Garnet blows up a pile of trash trying to take out the slinker, uh, and Amethyst kind of starts to dig through the pile of trash, upset that Garnet is messing with her stuff. When all of a sudden she is attacked by the slinker, uh, Stephen rescues amethyst's gem brings it to garnet very sad garnet explains to him like remember steven our bodies are an illusion uh amethyst will be back soon uh steven is uh is pouty for a moment but because he, he's like well i know that but pearl took weeks to come back and i miss amethyst already and then as if on cue amethyst starts to reform much to the chagrin of garnet uh she reappears now with feet for arms uh <laughs> <laughs> or, Gar or not Garnet, Jesus. Steven uh, questions her about this. She's like, "Listen, I'm. It's fine. We're good. We're we're fine." And um, starts running off. Steven questions her about why she has four fucking feet, and she's like, "Listen, I just like walking. Whatever. Leave me alone, kid." Um, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. Um, Garnet and uh, Garnet sort of um, takes Steven aside and is talking about like. Well, Amethyst has four feet because she didn't take time with her regeneration. She didn't take it seriously, and now she kind of fucked it up. Uh, and Gar and Steven's like, oh, she should have taken more time like Pearl. This sets Amethyst off, who turns around to argue with uh, Garnet when the slinker just fucking gets her from the from death from above, uh, poofs her again. Uh, this time, Amethyst comes back, uh, basically is like a parody of Pearl with like just the biggest fucking hair, uh, 
and just floppy shoes just like looks like pearl um steven starts up on the quiz again and amethyst is giving sarcastic answers as though she were pearl uh basically kind of antagonizing garnet garnet's like get your shit together uh she's like well it's my form it's none of your business and garnet's like it's my business when it affects the fucking mission uh and amethyst is like what are you calling me weak uh then gets poofed by the fucking slinker again and comes back like half the hulk like one big arm and one big leg and then a normal arm and a normal leg uh steven is basically horrified he's like hey are you does that hurt you uh <laughs> Uh, Amethyst gets into a fight with the Slinker again. She's trying to take it on one-on-one. And Garnet's, like, having a running argument with Garnet, uh, basically being like, what do you want from me? Uh, Garnet's like, I want you to consider yourself. And, like, I don't... I'm not going to tell you what to be, but I want you to, like, think about what you're doing. (laughs) Uh, I don't want anything specific from you, but I don't want you to, like... I want you to take it seriously. Um, till finally the slinker poofs Amethyst again. Uh, we flash forward, uh, they're all in the temple waiting for Amethyst to come back. Um, as she does, it's been four hours this time, uh, as she finally starts to reform, um, Steven gets everybody back and Kurt makes everybody, or tells everybody to be encouraging. Uh, when Amethyst appears, she's basically, uh, exactly how she was before, except she's got a new outfit, black tank top gray pants uh stars on the knees uh everybody is very supportive they're like amethyst you look great this is you know it's just amethyst replies that her new form just felt right and garnet's like that's why it's perfect uh everybody comes in for a hug uh amethyst pretends that she doesn't want it but she's very happy about the hug star wipe at the end you ever just you know (laughs) rush growing up yeah shit <laughs> you, you kids get it uh <laughs> fucking hey kids remember buzzfeed quizzes <laughs> <laughs> they're not buzzfeed quizzes now they're you quiz quizzes oh is like it? they still exist they've just mutated i didn't realize that uh i thought they were die. i thought they had mostly died <laughs> nope <laughs> except for around. funny segments on shrieking shack like i just thought all buzzfeed uh, quizzes were gone <laughs> nope it's I, it's I a different format, look, but I bet you still look for your memes on Twitter too, <laughs> old man. Wait, where do the memes come from now? Uh, <laughs> if you don't know, bullshit. Tumblr's the new meme factory. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> to be real, it's TikTok. It's true. Yeah, it is TikTok. Um, Listen, all the good TikToks get posted to Twitter, so I don't need TikTok. Yes, so, yes, yes. And all the good quizzes gets posted to BuzzFeed. I keep rolling sixes and I will never die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at all my look at how many chickens I'm about to have. Yeah, I'm I'm so I'm I'm so and so hard. Uh, what were you saying, August? Sorry. So this episode is further entirely fuel for me with my theory about non-binary amethyst who has like dysmorphia issues or dysphoria issues. Mm. Yes. Would you, well, dysmorphia too, but would you like to inform Riley about your, about your theory? 
This okay. song, I, I hearing it, I buy it. <laughs> yeah. So like, like I know the gems are all coded as non-binary women, but like mm-hmm. I think that Amethyst is more non-binary than the rest of the gems. She like mm-hmm. has really strong like gender feels gremlin energy to me. And so I think that she's trans and this isn't me rubbing my own non-binary gremlin hands all over (laughs) a character that I really like at all. But seriously, like the way that she has a relationship with her, her body and body modification and things like that just really feels like super trans to me. I think that's intended too. like legit. I think like looking at it, I think that is completely intended. Yeah. So I don't think you're off the, off the mark at all with that yeah i think it part of it sort of reflects like the like people are that were on the crew uh, of steven universe at the time but also like rebecca sugar who went through their own you know uh, like reckoning with their gender while this show was happening um mm-hmm. and when we get into the final season of like main steven universe like the last arc is basically about like it is the most like trans metaphor in media since the fucking matrix uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh but yeah like this i i i think i have in my notes somewhere like ah uh, an episode for august because uh, <laughs> i mean it really like I th- this is the episode that I was talking about. I think way back when you were like it when you were talking about this, I'm like, wait till we get to season two. There's an episode that really deals with this. We're here. Mm-hmm. We have reached that point. Um, yeah. But yeah, the like this episode, like really, I think does a really good job of like dealing with this because it is Amethyst having like it's Amethyst self-conscious about the way that she's perceived by others that is really fueling mm-hmm. this. Cause like Garnet is just trying to get her to take the thing seriously. She doesn't want her to come out in any specific way. She just needs her to do the fucking thing or particularly not show up with four fucking feet while they're trying to fight a goddamn monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least show up with knives for hands. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> show up with four hands. We can do something with the hands. <laughs> I also, I like uh, the different forms. Like, that stuff's just fun to me. Yeah, and it's like, uh, not Garnet, Amethyst has always been super playful with her physical form up until this point. So, like, it makes sense. She's the one who shapeshifts the most. When she shapeshifts, she shapeshifts into a bunch of random bullshit. She doesn't seem particularly married to her physical form for the most part. And, like, the fact that this extends to when she reforms after she poofs, you know, it makes a lot of sense. But this episode does go a long way toward kind of reframing some of that, too. Mm -hmm. I think they make the ideas that they were thinking about in season one are more coalesced in this episode. Mm -hmm. I think they, like, they were kind of playing with the idea and maybe came back to it and were like, okay, we're going to make this either – they realized that they had painted these threads in there unintentionally and decided to make, you know, to, to bring it further to the forefront or realized, well, we got the fucking season two. Let's go. 
<laughs> like, like you know, doing that, what are they gonna do? Cancel us? What are they gonna do? Put on, put the way we release episodes in a strange way. Yeah, <laughs> fucking try and deep six the show multiple fucking times, even though it's making money hand over fist. <laughs> Can't have those kids thinking about gender. No, no. Um, the best thing is like listening to Rebecca Sugar being like she got so much shit through just because they like the dumb white cis men of the goddamn like that she pitches things to at the show like they just mm-hmm. don't they just didn't understand most of it <laughs> they're like shoo <laughs> wide over their head um i think um 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 shira um no one steven yeah noel stevenson was talking about the same because they were in a panel together they had a q a together um or they interviewed each other and uh, mm-hmm, they were both talking about like it was hilarious movie. just pit, like pitching queer shows to straight straight men at television networks and then just not <laughs> seeing it because they just don't understand the culture. <laughs> like, oh, we don't have to get anything past the censors because the censors don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what they're looking for. Yeah. You can't censor me. You can't even read. <laughs> Bobby, stop. <laughs> if those kids could read, they'd be so upset. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like this, I, I, I do like that they brought the, the, kind of the thread of like Amethyst needing to reckon with herself uh, is very good in this episode because we're, we're still not too Amethyst feeling good about herself. We're still a very long mm-hmm. ways away from her making peace with that. Uh, but this is a good positive step in, in in that journey because I believe the you know the last time we sort of had a really big reckoning about Amethyst, the way she sees herself, like you know her presentation, all that jazz was the kindergarten episode, right? Yeah, yeah, and and while that resolved the tensions mostly with like Pearl Amethyst and their relationship, it really didn't resolve like Amethyst's negative feelings about herself. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a much like, obviously this isn't a full on resolution to this either, but like, it's good to show this like incremental. I like that when in Steven universe dealing with your trauma is not, you don't resolve it by the end of the fucking episode. It's Mm -hmm. we're going to resolve it by the end of the fucking series. Yeah. And like yep. it's also it's also good to see that like even though a lot of the tension between Amethyst and Pearl has been resolved, there's still tension there, and there's still you know a lot of resentment there. Yeah, because Amethyst is didn't just magically go away. In yeah, like she goes hard on fucking Pearl, uh, in mm-hmm. a like me- really fucking just like it's funny, and then it's really fucking me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, you you have some you got some stuff you got to work out. But yeah. um, also the camera work in this episode is really good, uh, particularly when they chase like on that final fight with the slinker where the camera like chases and follows Garnet and Steven like through the holes in the in the structures inside mm-hmm. of the room. It's really mm-hmm. good. The show is made well. <laughs> <laughs> would you believe you hear about this show <laughs> well sometimes God. it's easy like it, it's just like a little thing that gets missed and they could have blocked the action much you know more plainly mm-hmm. um but it, it's nice that they take the you know they they spend their animation budget well 
Yeah. Ab- you're absolutely right. Although, speaking of the room, oh my god, it makes me so uncomfortable because Amethyst is still one billion percent a hoarder. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure there's nothing to unpack there. <laughs> None. Well, we, nope. we we've done the uh, we've done Greg's store the st- Greg's storage unit episode already. I'm sure there's nothing to unpack there. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, the hug in the end of this episode is fucking heartwarming. It's mm-hmm. so good. I like that. I like that. Well, okay. Steven initiates the hug, but frankly, if Steven's in a room with a warm body, there's like a 40% chance he's hugging mm-hmm. it. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, but I like that Pearl was the next one to get in on the hug. Are the gems warm? We don't have to get into this. <laughs> no, we'll get into it. It's fine. Uh, I, I make random <laughs> games all the time. Uh, or let's all right. We'll, we'll do this. Boop, 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 boop. New game. Let's rank the gems on how warm we think they are. Garnet is the warmest. Uh, yes. I think that I think that pearl does a minimum amount to make herself warm, and I think that amethyst doesn't care enough, and it's just like ice cold all the time. <laughs> this seems. I feel like this tracks. Or amethyst intentionally makes herself very warm, just to fuck with people. That could be that. I, makes she sense. probably rapidly fluctuates between temperatures. Yeah, <laughs> up and down, yeah. up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, we rank the I gems based that. on arbitrary things all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Question answered. Myth busted. <laughs> Myth busted. Uh, I do like that. Like the BuzzFeed quiz is a very good plot thread to kind of keep coming back to the same same ideas. Mm-hmm. You're like, what if you introspect it all? And it's like, no, shut <laughs> no, up, no, fuck, fuck off, don't, jeez, don't fucking make me, bro. What? Uh, emotional honesty, fuck that. <laughs> I would never consider having a thought. I, is this a joke? <laughs> I also About wish myself? my body was a fucking illusion. By the way. <laughs> Especially yeah, today. Dude. I moved like 900 pounds of vinyl siding yesterday, and my back fucking hates me. Mm-hmm. And boy, are my arms tired. They're so tired. Yeah. They hurt so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sucks. That fucking sucks. Uh, alrighty. Do we have anything else about uh, Reformed? Uh, my notes is empty. Okay. I th- Hang on, let me... Oh, really fucking good lesson. My body, my business. Yes. And I mm-hmm. like I like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Garnet doesn't push back on that. The thing that she pushes back on is like, you're, it, it's, your actions it your are putting us so in... So you yeah. should take it seriously. Yeah, exactly. Like, your actions are putting us in danger. I don't, you know, you can do what you want with your body if you're not dangering me. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. Good. I, I felt the argument like they were both, they both had good and valid points and Garnet didn't try and invalidate that, but she had a very solid point in her rebuttal about it. Yeah. So, but yeah, that is a very good, my body, my business, good lesson to kids and reinforced at the end by Garnet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 As long as you put thought into who you are, then that is all that really matters. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Moving on to episode 58, 
Sworn to the Sword. Uh, this one was written oh, boy. by Joe Johnston and Jeff <laughs> Liu. We want to talk about back. There's probably something to unpack here. All right. Official synopsis. Fucking prepare yourselves for this one. Jesus Christ. Connie trains with Pearl to be a sword fighter. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I guess. <laughs> I guess we... That one... Like... Weirdly, that one doesn't piss me off as much as the Love Letters one did. It's true. Like, that's barely what happens in Love Letters. <laughs> because they don't actually help Jamie at all. <laughs> no, they, in fact, hurt him it, significantly. <laughs> if it had said attempt to help, I think that that would have gone. It's true. One that, word. That would have been a little I, more accurate. This is like being, it's like the synopsis are being paid in like whatever the reverse by the word is. Like, they can't turn in nothing, but they do have to, like... They're being charged by the word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're being charged by the word with a multiplier for relevance. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. I want to talk about this episode, so... Yeah, let's so get through it, yeah. Speed on through. <laughs> the- here, wait, here, wait. I can, I can do it. There's a cute scene. Yeah. There's a sort There's a cute scene. Connie wants to help protect season of Steven. Pearl's like, I know how to do this in a healthy way. <laughs> and then there's a training session. There's a beautiful song. Uh, Connie dresses like Gohan. And uh, everything goes... Uh oh, uh oh! I think you're being radicalized. I think you're being radicalized. Uh, Stephen learns a little bit about the past and the not so great relationship that Pearl had with Rose during the war. Uh, and Stephen and Connie mm. decide to be healthy emotionally. <laughs> yeah. You know, how much? How much am I allowed to? to here, here's here's okay. my thing. I am a I am a known rose quartz hater <laughs> I, I i she she is I, I the like this like episode i think is like is the start of it for me it might have been preceded a little bit before going both like my just like general bad vibes but like this episode when like you have someone who's like hey yo like did she make you feel like nothing <laughs> and then it's like no she made me feel like everything and it's like buddy i think you're you're a victim <laughs> like this does not seem good the uh <laughs> okay august what do you know uh, about uh rose quartz so let's get out so we're not because currently i do my best to not try and spoil august about things mm-hmm. that are coming up so we can get like a fresh mm-hmm. take on things but august knows who rose quartz is and the whole relationship with pink diamond and all that jazz because oh, August exists okay, on the okay, internet okay. and that got spoiled very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know Rose Quartz is uh, a war criminal. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I know her relationship with Pink Diamond. Um, and I know that it's canon that she was in a form of a relationship with Pearl. But, uh, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think, I think with, with, with that information, I think that there is there is enough enough to to at least for me to say fuck this motherfucker <laughs> as the as a as the as a as a uh, 
as a well-known uh uh what is the right way to say this as the owner of my, my mother can go to hell.com <laughs> rose cards gives me bad vibes yeah i uh most of my notes for this episode are this is so gross okay. quick thing quick good mm-hmm. things jam buddy song great jam so buddy good song. um a, a just really adorable fucking uh, whole scene. I like Connie being a weird fucking nerd at the end, yelling at the birds. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I. Uh, where was it? Um, the intense Utena vibes of uh, the training ground are good. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Do It For Her is a great song when it comes to getting its point across. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the entire montage. no room. Yeah. They, they don't leave a whole lot of room for, for misinterpreting that song, especially with Steven in the background of the song the whole time, just getting more, increasingly more concerned. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have it all on the face. The... Uh, I also love the How to Talk to People book. It's still my favorite joke in Steven Universe. (laughs) I don't under... I wish it had become a more popular meme. (laughs) What do you have to say? Say it. It is is a very good... This this episode is very good. Like, and it it does what it wants to do, which is set the vibes at, uh-oh. Yeah, like, because I don't think you're <laughs> like, supposed to come out of this episode thinking no. that Rose Quartz is a good person. No, absolutely not. And, like, when I'm saying, when my notes are about this is so gross, it's not in the same way that I was uncomfortable with Jamie's behavior. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. you know, this is entirely narratively intended, and I am supposed to feel uncomfortable with what's going on. And more importantly, like we can see Steven being uncomfortable with what's going on, which makes the episode overall just fine. But that's not going to stop me from having most of my notes be, oh, my God, this is so gross. Yeah, like the the slow the pacing is again, we, we probably say this a billion times over the thing is it's ridiculous how much shit they can pack into an 11 minute episode these episodes are so dense they're always so and they, but they don't feel bloated or quick it's just like they're so good at pay they they're masters of the fucking montage <laughs> um but yeah so so what are your like let, what are your vibes coming out of this August is the person who is experiencing sworn sworn to the sword, probably one of the most like, oh, like basically after Rose's scabbard, the most like, oh, fuck episode in the fandom to like at this point in airing. Mm-hmm. Um, like Rose, from my interpretation as of right now, mm-hmm. Rose was 100 percent using Pearl. Just flat out like. I don't know, you know, because Pearl herself said that, you know, she's not made to fight. Evidently, Pearls just aren't fighty gems in general. So I'm not necessarily sure what Rose was explicitly hoping to get out of having Pearl be a fighter. I mean, obviously, she became a very good fighter, Mm -hmm. but, you know, 
did Rose know at the start that that was going to happen? Who knows? But Rose was definitely using Pearl. And it's gross. It's so gross. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. Rose clearly had way more power, like, institutionally and, like, on a very physical level. Um, It's just... It's not good. It's not a good look. It's so disgusting. (laughs) This is awful. (laughs) Everything about this is awful. And then Pearl going, this is the right way to handle a situation like this. Yeah. (laughs) And Gunny going, ah, yes, I'm an impressionable child. And you're going, no. Yeah, it's like Pearl's utilitarian, like, like mode because she's the she's the most to just be she's the most to like kick into a most utilitarian seeing things in a transactional way of the of the three gems. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and usually that's fine. Uh, but this is the first time we've seen Pearl apply this to like a person, like a living, breathing person. And mm-hmm. You're like, oh, fuck Pearl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the way that she is almost conflating Steven with Rose in this moment is also really upsetting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's, it's clear that Steven is very important to her. And in this moment, it almost seems like the primary reason he's important to her isn't because he's Steven, but it's because he has Rose's gem. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think part of this is it, like, I think, I mean, I know the, the writers are intentionally casting down on a whole lot of things here. Um, mm-hmm. because they will dive deeper into this as the series goes along. And we realize that it's, it, it is very complicated, a very complicated everything. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like the, I, I think they're also, cause like Pearl is still dealing with a whole lot of like Pearl and Garnet in particular, like, are dealing with a whole lot of really bad fucking vibes from the war. Jesus, that is the worst way to have put that. Let me, <laughs> bad, bad vibes, vibes from, the- from the war. <laughs> They're both dealing with a whole lot of internalized trauma. God, Jesus. <laughs> They're having a lot of what oh Yeah, it's like having a case of the war Mondays. Whoopsie, whoopsie war. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am literally, I'm sorry, everybody. Um... <laughs> I'm a dumb idiot, baby. The, uh, but they're, they're they're both dealing with like all of that repressed, internalized trauma. That they, like it seems like they've never they've never talked about things. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Stephen is the and again like that's the idea of the show is the like working through trauma and healing. That that's the ov- like that is the overarching idea of Stephen Universe is like coming together, forming relationships, and healing through them. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, so I think part of that is just like, this is supposed to be Pearl sort of flashing back to that moment. Uh, and we, we actually, we see other gems do this same thing, particularly with Steven, uh, as the series will go along. So we'll, we'll have a kind of a mirror of this scene later on when, I'll, when Bismuth, you know, Bismuth shows up. I've talked about Bismuth a whole bunch. When Bismuth shows up, we have a kind of an interesting, sim, like, kind of redux of this th- this sort of argument between mm-hmm. Bismuth and Bismuth and uh, 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 Stephen. 
one of the things that interests me about watching this is like just how easily this comes for Pearl. Like Pearl, like you get the idea that she has been a drill sergeant in this way and drilled this into people or I guess gems before. Like, like this is a thing that she has done on the regular. Right. It's just like, ah, yes, I can, I can radicalize you into being a soldier. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause you know, pink, the, the, the Rose Quartz force was like, the revolutionary group in, in, in the gym. So like the, like they had far more radical politics than the people that they were facing down. And it's interesting to see like what that looked like when it came to recruiting since. Though I do wonder if there is a bit of doubt in the like kind of Pearl having this conversation with Steven in lieu of Rose, like proxying Steven in for Rose in this conversation. Uh, when, like when Pearl says, why won't you just let me do this for you? Rose sounds to me like she's had the argument with Rose where Rose has tried to function, like to make her stop doing this thing over and over again. Cause it seems like an old wound, an old argument and again, because they pair, I I have the future knowledge that they parallel this conversation later on when Bismuth shows up. This is not to to absolve Rose Quartz. She does she committed a number of war crimes. She is sitting front row in Big Boss's fucking war crime panel at the war crime convention. Like, <laughs> I I smoke a big cigarette and tap out the ashes and say I am very excited for you all to continue watching the yeah. show. <laughs> what did who did we rank so did we were we ranking rose just rose quartz on the big boss scale of war crimes is that i think it was just rose quartz yeah. no one's committed any war crimes yet in the show other than rose quartz that we know of yeah yeah We'll get to some more war crimes. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry. The, the, the war crimes, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I do like that from the jump, like, I like that the show is really about complicating the, mem- like, complicating people's memories of of a person that's no longer in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, about like confronting the nostalgia that you will paint over people when they're gone, especially when you had like dependent and complicated relationships with them to begin with. And we really like, I mean, it takes a long time for the characters to heal from all of this. Like we get to it eventually in Steven universe future. So we're like two and a half years away from seeing the resolution to this, but it's a very good scene in Steven universe future. Um, when that happens, I have many thoughts about Steven Universe future, and I will. I, they are all sitting in a nice little can. We'll bring you. We'll bring you back you. in a couple of years when we get around to that. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, Riley has a new game. You can say your new games on the thing, Riley. I can say. I can say my new yeah, game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, you've <laughs> got to preface it with a weird little song. That's it. Yeah. But up. Up. But up. But up. But up. But up. But up. But up. The bad mom chart from Mother Gothel from Tangled <laughs> to a good mom in a story. Where does Rose Quartz sit so far? All right. We need to probably determine who the good mom is so we know why, what the scale looks like. 
What is a good mom in media that I, I know I know some? Aunt May. Aunt May's a good mother. Yeah. I think I think um, I think that works. Um hmm. particularly Aunt May in, in Aunt May in Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like that Aunt May. I think I like that. Yeah. <laughs> where, where August from from your eyes, from good to bad. Where is where is Rose Quartz right now on on the on the motherly scale? Okay, so the best way I can think to describe it is I'm imagining that it's a ten step scale with Mother Gothel on one end and Aunt May on the other. So Mother Gothel is a one. I would put Rose Quartz at like a one and a half to two. Damn, she's already down here for you. Damn, that's a quick fall. <laughs> I do. I we wonder might need how to extend this chart out of the other direction. I do wonder how that opinion would be different if you didn't know about the pink diamond stuff. I don't think it would change much. That's fair. That's fair. I had. I had at this point in the show. I had the worst vibes, and I was like, I was somebody that I would say them, and people were like, "Yay, hey, 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 now, hey, now, hey, now." No, man. <laughs> I like, like I was, I, knew, I'm like, oh yeah, off. this pink di- or this uh, rose quartz shit is gonna get fucked, uh, and then it continuously just got fucked. It was so fucked up. It's great. I mean, the thing I enjoy is that like. Even though Rose Quartz is never, like, a character that we, like, physically interact with on screen, it's always somebody's memory of it or a flashback. Mm-hmm. Like, Rose Quartz is a character that's defined by the legacy she leaves behind and the memories that people have of her, not by, mm-hmm. frankly, not by her own, like, not, we only see the repercussions of her actions, not the action, why she took the action. She's never there to explain the thing that she did, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and it's an interesting way to paint a character. Uh, but I like how very complicated Rose... Like, I don't think Rose Quartz is necessarily a good person, but she's a very complicated person. Um, and I think it's very, mm-hmm. very interesting for... Especially, like, a show aimed at kids to make such a very complicated character in the form of Rose Quartz. Mm-hmm. It's a big... It's a... It's a big like this show takes a lot of big swings. And I think narratively speaking, Rose Quartz is maybe the biggest. Yeah, I I I I remember watching the show and being very excited to see a bad portrayal of parenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I like I I am always like happy to see a show that is like willing to paint parrots in a complicated or bad yeah. light because it's like, oh, my God, thank God. And what's really interesting <laughs> is like it's hard. It's kind of hard to even say that Rose Quartz is a bad mom because she never got the chance to do any of the momming. You know what I mean? Like she's not directly in mm-hmm. Steven's life. Steven just has to deal with the legacy of her actions and choices, which is also I bad. Will. Uh, it, I have th- I have things to say that I will say okay. deeper on. Would you call me back for future? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll have we'll have a seasonly che- like Rose Quartz check in with Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we get to a fucked up part, we'll be like, "All right, and Riley's back for all the fucked up Rose yep, Quartz dial, shit." Dial me back in for for a call. Shit. <laughs> yes. Okay. I know Riley. I get. I watched the movie too. <laughs> 
ID. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, and yes, that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> but also, she's still never. I, I, de- yeah. I DM Brian. Yeah. Uh, Riley f- DM me some shit about the. If you've seen the movie, you know. Like, there's no getting away from it in that movie. Um, I mean, shit, the, the volleyball episode in Steven Universe Future is a very, like, is frankly an even more damning portrait uh, uh, of Rose Quartz. I, I will, I will, I will, I'm keeping, yeah. I have, I have, in order to stop myself, I have zipped my lips, I have, <laughs> kink, 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 kink. there's no speaking from me. <laughs> the one very positive thing that comes out of this episode is uh, Connie sword fighting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sword that, fighting and Steven Shield and like the two of them working together as a team. Yeah, that fight yeah. scene is great. Steven Universe is still fucking dope as shit when it comes to fight choreography. Yes. Like mm-hmm. for a show that's not really about like not ostensibly it's a show about cartoon characters crying. They already stated the thesis of the show in the last episode. Um <laughs> like they choreograph action super well. The way that Connie and Steven interact. Connie's like movements where she like like, I love the move where she, like, rolls over Steven's back and cuts that hollow pearl in half. It's like, that's dope as fuck, mm-hmm. Connie. You've been training for, I don't know how much time has passed, frankly. It seems like three <laughs> days. Uh- <laughs> Enough time to get you, like, a cool Gohan yeah. outfit. I don't know. It's, it, in speaking of the Gohan outfit, it's just... You know, it's so funny. It's the duality of man. Uh, you've got Dragon Ball Z on one end for the influences and the Nutena on the other end for the influences. <laughs> the two the two big muscly arms <laughs> grabbing yeah. each other. Meme. <laughs> yep. Uh, somebody oh write me God. the crossover fan fiction where Utena and Goku hang out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> The, mo- the most um, head full and the most head empty characters of an anime ever. <laughs> Goku, who canonically does not know what kissing is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We rank- I think we ranked dads and we ranked we ranked Greg pretty high on the dad chart. He's a pretty solid dad. And we ranked that. That's a. I, I, I believe the, the chart was like the dad ranking chart from Goku to Vegeta. Like. <laughs> That's there. I can't. I I think Vegeta's a pretty okay. Yeah, no, dad, that's I cannot true. Help but Goku, think. No, no, Goku was the bottom of the chart. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying he's still not a great dad. That's true. You've set the chart from a one to a four. <laughs> There's not that many good that's dads like a, in fucking cartoons. I can give you Joe West from from the Flash TV show. That's not a cartoon. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, I. I could say, um, hmm, <laughs> me looking around my room trying to see if there's, is there any, is there any sort <laughs> Hank of. Hank Hill. Hank Hill? Hank Hill. Hank Hill is still more toward the center. <laughs> Hank Hill's a very Vegeta dad. I'm not, if, yeah, it, but it's we're... an axis between like where the, like, neg, between like negligence and then, uh, like trying your best as yeah. Like, Hank Hill's yeah. very high on one of the axis, but middle well, of the d- other. The thing is, I yeah. feel like. I feel like the the real scale goes from Goku to Greg Universe. Frankly, I would say Greg Greg's a great great cartoon dad. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I can't argue that. 
Um, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are dads on the le- like that same like also good cartoon dads. I just can't think of any off the top of my fucking. It's head. it's like Bob Greg Belcher. Universe and John. <laughs> Bob Belcher. I put Bob at like a. Eight. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a pretty good dad. He tries. Like, re- like, he yeah. fucks up, but he tries really hard. And sometimes eight? he doesn't understand his family, but he still loves them. A to B. Yeah. Yeah. B's yeah, he degrees. does pretty good. I mean, realistic. Jonathan Kent is like a nine. Oh, that's true. From the Justice League yeah. cartoon. Yeah. Uh, We've got some decent cartoon dads up yeah. in here. It's all good. Alfred? Oh, yeah, we got enough. We got enough. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred. Alfred's now. Nah, are we doing are we doing things that count as dads? Because then like the like the coach from Haikyuu is like dad material. I'm pretty sure on our list of moms i didn't put a real mom <laughs> at the top of our scale we put aunt may <laughs> yeah that's fair that's a but that is like that is like if well, you the raise the is, kid like, you're basically their parent so mm-hmm. yeah the, the problem is moms tend to end up dead in a lot of fiction so that doesn't help yeah. either yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Martha Kent is the top of that list. I think the Kents are they're just the best parents. <laughs> if you had the best parents, it would be the Kents. That's true. <laughs> um, I've been watching, just thinking a lot about Superman. Especially animated series, <laughs> the Kents. Like, yeah. Yes. The main Superman, the animated series is now on HBO Max. Oh, Nice. I'm gonna watch Fuck, that. Yeah. Like the most un like the most slept upon and underrated show of that entire like little cartoon universe. <sighs> Everyone wants to talk about so, Batman. Everyone forgets how good that fucking Superman cartoon is. I'll say it. Fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, I mean fuck Batman, yeah. Uh all right, what were you gonna say, Argus? So I think I think one of the most, this is like my last note of this episode, but I think one of the most telling differences between Steven and Rose Quartz is we don't get any inkling that Rose Quartz ever considered Pearl as an equal because like, first of all, if she had like Pearl would probably have a different perspective on herself and her relationship with Rose, but she also apparently only told Rose, uh, told Pearl to stop instead of being like, we can do this together. You don't have to stick your neck out on the line alone. Whereas Steven had the correct response, which is we're both in this together. That's mm-hmm. a very, that is a very, very valid point. And I cannot argue with it. <laughs> like the, I don't necessarily, it, it's hard to tell where where Rose Quartz like as the series progresses where she sees the other gems but she always did think of herself as apart from everybody else she never sees her Mm -hmm. like while she fights for these things like these communities these ideas she never sees herself as part of them in the same way that Steven does my mouth is closed Sorry, Riley. <laughs> don't be, don't be, don't be sorry. I just, <laughs> I am the Rose Quartz disrespecter. I need to sit here quietly. I mean, listen, we 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 ranked her on the war crimes council like committee. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's big boss. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get past big boss when it comes to war crimes. Uh, 
It's it is it is that that guy's an innovator in the field. You know, he's a great yeah, performer. That's why he, he's the one leading the conference, uh, followed by <laughs> Huey Emmerich. Uh, <laughs> yep, uh, Metal Gear's got it's a lot true. of them. Uh, I watched a 20 minute video of somebody uh, talking about Huey Emmerich, and it was titled "How to Build a Bastard." <laughs> It's he's a good bastard. It's true. He's like, the biggest like in a game with some really bad people. It's 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 really spectacular how easily he takes first place. Yeah. <laughs> um all right. Anything else about Sworn to the Sword? I got it. Um I would like to say do it for her is still a really great fucking song. <laughs> it's oh, a banger. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. I feel like we've gotten yeah, out yeah, of listen, the awkward it, growing pains of like them trying to suss out their musical aspects. And we're really just like, I think it's all bangers from this point forward when it comes to Steven universe music. If, if I had like, listen, if I had to like, you know, hold my morals and my music taste in the my brain at the same time, <laughs> as often as I tried to, it's song content. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Because <laughs> I, I was like, no, wait, I do. Fuck. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Dumb joke. <laughs> Delete this. <laughs> oh, this was part of the second Stephen Bomb. This was Stephen Bomb 2. Oh, so fucking weird. So fucking Yeah, we're weird. just ignoring that. <laughs> In our... Yeah, you don't have to watch five episodes in a week and then like the and then the podcast feed goes dormant for four months <laughs> we're uh we're in the infinite hiatus right now so it's really easy just uh the, the steven universe reddit has <laughs> like days or like days in the infinite hiatus at like the top of the the reddit thing it's pretty great <laughs> oh apparently uh oh apparently Connie's style of fighting is based on a uh, traditional Indian martial art uh, that I cannot pronounce. Oh, sick. That rules. Um, let me, I'm going nice. to post this in chat. If you guys like, I will, I will cut a stumbling over it. If we, none of us can pronounce it. Um, I just opened up a YouTube. Eh? Where are you posting? Oh shit! I can post. Hey, August, you remember how you were like the 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 fight, like the the arena has some real Atuna and Utena vibes. Apparently, uh -huh. it says here in trivia, uh, much like in Steven the Sword Fighter, some of the sword fight shots are shot for shot homages for sword fights from Revolutionary Girl Utena. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not surprised if you're gonna steal from someone, steal from the fucking best. God. Here is what I got. Kalara Peyatu. Okay, so Kanye's fighting style is Kalara Peyatu, um, which is me kind of stumbling over the robot yelling it at me. So, like, I'm probably not 100% <laughs> the ballpark. But it's, in, it's nice that they they did the research on that. They Apparently, I, I'm assuming they've specifically said this. Um, apparently also the training, like while the training outfit has like the Gohan vibes, also the training outfit is similar in style to what you would wear while doing that martial art. 
Nice. Yeah. That rules. That's just cool. So that's good. Love that. Um, cool. All righty. Well, let's, uh, we didn't have, we, all right. We asked for questions in the discord. If you want to talk to us, if you want to ask questions or interact with us at all, uh, you can join our discord. The link is in the description of the podcast. Uh, we have a really cool discord. It's very large. It's very active. Uh, somebody from another podcast was in our discord for a short period of time. And they're like, this is the most active discord I'm part of. And I'm like, good, good. I like hearing that. I'm glad it's overwhelming. <laughs> That's what we're going for. Um, uh, we usually ask questions from the audience. There was not a whole lot of, uh, questions this time because we got really sidetracked about talking about the fucking DVD box set and the bullshit that, uh, Cartoon Network pulled with that. Um, I haven't heard about okay, that. So they did a special edition complete, complete series, uh, Steven Universe box set had the f- series, the movie and future all in one beautifully, uh, like drawn box set like you pull it out of the sleeve and it's like a picture book as you flip through the different pages of that the dvds Mm. in them and i keep Mm -hmm. saying dvds instead of blu-rays because they're on dvds oh oh, 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 oh. it's a dvd box there's 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 no no blu-ray in north america huh or for the entire series only up through season four and it was released in australia I don't get I it, don't, man. I don't know. It's they have them. They exist on HBO Max. They're in 1080p, and mm-hmm. I still bought it, frankly, because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, the quality. I don't. I can watch it in 1080 because I watch the episodes three times before we do the fucking thing, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll. What really drew me to getting the box set, other than like the really cool art, were special features because they touted uh, mm-hmm. commentary on the episodes. And I'm like, oh shit, give Ooh. me that. There's commentary on three episodes, period, on the entire set. Man, what? <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. And they're Fuck all in that. season five, which is fair. That's where you would probably have those, but like. It's fine if not every fucking episode has a DVD commentary. I get it. There's like a lot of episodes of the show and some of them are less weighty than others. But I expected at least the heavy fucking hitting episodes when it comes to the plot would have commentary. Nope. And it just says episode commentaries on the back of the box. And when you look it up on fucking Amazon. (laughs) That sucks. That shit sucks. Yeah, exactly. Now I got to watch these 480p fucking... (laughs) I mean, I still like the box. It's very pretty, and I have it displayed in my house, but, like, I don't watch it now. So. As as we're we're on our way to the end of this mm-hmm. episode, can I can I make, bring this, this whole fucker full circle and tell you some DC news that oh just dropped? Oh, my God, yes. Uh, Dr. Fate is going to be in Black Adam, playing opposite of uh, The Rock, Pierce Brosnan. What? What? James yeah, Bond? Yeah, I know. Mamma yeah. Mia? Just... Dr. Fate? Doc... I don't... I can't... I honestly don't I... know if Pierce Brosnan is a good actor or not. Because <laughs> I've mm-hmm. only ever seen him in the he James is. Bond movies. I've seen him in... I've seen him in Percy Jackson, <laughs> James Bond, and Mamma Mia. And I can tell you, he's okay. great. He's good. Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> MVP of all time. <laughs> the trifecta. Uh, but yeah... That man's got a that man's got a Doctor Fate face. <laughs> it's true. I don't disagree with that. Um, but yeah, 
join our Discord. We've got a cool Discord. Um, Riley, uh, I know I kind of went through all of the stuff you're in, but if you want to tell people where they can find you in a much more coherent way, go ahead and tell them. If if you want to buy my tabletop games, because I make tabletop games, you can go to mymothercangotohell.com, which is relevant for this, for this podcast. <laughs> Um, you could also find uh, the podcast I do at Never Believe It, a Naruto D-Watch podcast. The podcast minds there before the grace of pod we, go we, which is a podcast pitching pilot project um, that you can yeah, I got Cape Lorelei, uh, which is Urban Shadows actual play. I got the latest season of If Not Us Then Who, where we did Star Wars. It's complete now. If you want to hear Star Wars 200 years in the future after The Last Jedi, go check that out. Um, but up, but but up, but I guess hi, Champs in the Making is a show that it's not. It's a. It's like it is a show that I am on more often than yeah. not. So like Champs in the Making is a Pokemon bracket podcast where we take all 891 Pokemon and put them together in a bracket, take putting them head to head, one on one to find out which one the best one is. We made some controversial decisions in a recent episode. Cannot wait <laughs> for that to come around. Is it releasing? Um, I've okay. meant to ask you about the format of that. Does it release first on Patreon and then hits the normal feed? Yes, okay. it is. Patreon is, I think, six episodes ahead. Oh, okay. Because um, okay. it, it used to be like uh, Patreon only. And then two extra lives ago, we hit a goal that it would release monthly. And then we hit another goal that it would release bi-monthly. And so at that point, it was just working through a huge backlog. So I think recently you can hear an episode drop where they were like, ah, quarantine just started. And it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That, that's how far away it was. <laughs> You could slightly before that an episode where we're like, "Hey, everyone, go out and like go to the caucus for Bernie Sanders." <laughs> Just rough to hear in like September of last year. Yeah, I, I was like listening to that, like ah, uh, that are relics from the before times. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But it 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 is a good show, and I love doing it. But that's that's where you can find me. I mean, I'm on those podcasts, Twitter dot. On Twitter at Rev Rye Bread, that's Rev like Reverend Rye Bread like Rye Bread. That's it, baby. Awesome. I, oh, I stream on Thursdays too. Oh, you do? Where are you streaming never, on Thursdays? I, that's the thing I never fucking pitch. I, I'm, I, me and Andrew Sherman, my co-host on the podcast, minds stream every Thursday. We used to do tactics games all the time. We had like a long-running BattleTech stream that then we just switched over to like trying to do other tactics games because we we're like, oh, we've been playing BattleTech. For oh, a long time. I didn't realize probably... you guys had. I thought you had just stopped streaming because I didn't see any more BattleTech content. <laughs> No, we just started doing other stuff. Uh, two weeks ago, we played Apex Legends. Uh, last week, we did something else. But like, we are in a point where we're just like, we're like, oh, we don't need to play tactics games. We can just play any game we want. Oh, fun! So like, you know, maybe maybe we'll play some Halo at some point. Maybe we'll play like we're just it's just us hanging out and getting to stream together, which is a fucking pleasure. Fun. Uh, well, if uh, if you if you heard that and you're like, man, I also want to watch people I enjoy stream video games. You can watch me in August stream video games on Monday. Uh, we, we've been working our way through a bunch of different series, and currently we're doing Pyre by Supergiant Games, uh, oh, a beautiful. game that didn't have traditional voice acting, but me and August and our friend Ashlyn have been giving all of the characters voices, <laughs> and we've been making some decisions. Yep. <laughs> Love to make decisions with voice acting. What do you want to pitch, August? <laughs> of our myriad um, of things? So, uh... We had a scheduling snafu 
It will, is no longer April the 12th. It will be April the 26th. So still during their Kickstarter, uh, we will be having uh, Johnny Sims and Sasha Sienna on Follow the Leader. Uh, we will be playing uh, one of their game companies, MacGuffin & Co. Uh, micro settings. Um, it's going to be rad. It's going to be under the sea. There may be a heist involved. We don't know yet. Play to find out what happens. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a rip-roaring good time. Uh, tell your friends. And there's going to be a Kickstarter that you should back. More details to come. I emoji, I emoji, I emoji, I emoji. <laughs> DM me. Uh, I mean, you can probably talk about it once we just hit stop on the recording. So. Yeah. <laughs> DM me That's true. with your voice. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, not telling you, Brian. Yeah, it's fair. In a couple of weeks, you can check me out on also on Thursday. Sorry, Riley. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be running a, a short game for Off the Table. I'm doing uh, an eldritch thriller set in Appalachia. It's going to be a good time. Um, we've got some wild... We, we did a session zero. We've got some wild fucking characters. It's going to be fucking good um and other than that uh check us out next time we will be going over episodes 59 60 and 61 chill tides crashing sky or rising tides crashing skies keep it together and we need to talk uh otherwise i think um i guess should we let riley do it I think we should let Riley do it, yeah. Be like Cookie Cat and leave your family behind. Peace. Peace.